The candles are lit. You have spent the entire day grocery shopping, cooking his favorite dish, cleaning up, getting all cute. You made plans for the kids to be at their friend's house. You have planned the perfect birthday dinner for your spouse. He doesn't even know it, but when he comes in the door, he'll smell the delicious dinner. He'll see you and the table with the candles and ah, it's going to be so good. He is going to be so surprised. The phone rings. Hey, honey, I uh, I have to work on some things here at work, so I'm going to be late tonight. So if you get tired and you don't want to wait up, no problem. You hang up the phone and tears begin to well up in your eyes. Expectations misaligned. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Expectations. I have been thinking a lot about this topic, and as I talked about in my previous episode, Getting Unstuck, which was episode three, in case you want to go back and listen to that one, I just thought this needed a much deeper dive. The story at the beginning wasn't an actual story that happened, but I know we could all relate to it in some way. The differences of the expectations for a birthday, that's a common one. But think of the many ways that that woman could feel besides the tears, for my example. Maybe she would feel this rush of disappointment, maybe really annoyed, or maybe angry and resentful. There are so many examples for all of us that we have thought or done one thing and expected the result or the outcome to be totally different. It's an extremely important topic because expectations can produce such strong emotions and many times those emotions are sadness, disappointment, and even resentment. I even referred in my Unstuck episode about how expectation is like the devil. (laughs) It really is to me. Expectations can lead us to not only disappointment, but can also set us up for failure if we don't know how to manage them properly. Like anything, this is so much easier to talk about, right, than to put into practice. The definition of expectation is a strong feeling or belief of what should or will happen. Before we get into the strategies that help take out the disappointment of expectations, I also wanted to add here that there could be positive effects to having expectations. Let me share a little bit about that. There is something called the Pygmalion effect, which is a psychological phenomenon. And in a quick summary, it describes situations where someone's high expectations improves our behavior and therefore performance in a given area. It suggests that we just do better when more is expected of us. Now we could do a whole episode, I'm sure, about that idea, where we have the power to alter our mindsets and expectations and standards for ourselves, or how someone else's performance is affected or improved when someone else expects them to perform well or achieve more. There's an entire study on this, so we aren't going to get into that today in this episode, but super interesting if you want to go back and read more about it. 
For now, we are going to focus on diminishing the disappointment or, better said, how to manage our expectations to try and reduce those negative feelings that can come from mismanaged expectations and truly increase our happiness as a result. So we're going to take a look at seven ways to help manage expectations so they don't get the best of us. I've created a free download that will give you the whole list of these and a page for your notes as well. So I'll put that link in the show notes below. Number one, take a look at our own views of expectation. This is important because instead of seeing the situation that it's someone else's fault, we are looking at how we can impact the situation, looking at our own views and being aware of them. So a couple things here. I want you to really think back. Identify some past examples where you have felt disappointed, and it would be really helpful for you to write these things down. So if you're at home listening, I would take out some paper, or if you did the free download, take that out and write some notes. What was the situation? So think about it. How did you feel? Was there a negative feeling like sadness or disappointment? Was there anger? Was there resentment? And can you identify why you felt this way? Asking yourself, what was I expecting from this situation is so powerful. Did I communicate about this situation to the other person? Really, these questions, you can begin to see how much of a part you had in it and how you felt. That's super powerful. We've all probably had the situation where we have done something nice for our family. We've done something nice for our friends, hoping that maybe they just have this amazing response and then secretly hoping that they would do the same for us. Have you felt that? Have that? Has that happened to you? But what if they didn't? Then how do we feel, right? This could create so many feelings and could even create tension. So maybe we were wrong in the first place of expecting the same in return. Moving to number two, I believe this is equally as important as number one. I actually, I love them all, but let's just go with that. This is don't assume anything and have open communication. This is a big one because we are all so different. We come from different backgrounds and we all have different values and different triggers. So you better believe expectations will be different in relationships. And that's just not with spouses or partners. It applies to all relationships. Think about it. There's no better way than to be able to articulate your thoughts or communicate your feelings if you've been in a situation where expectations have been misaligned. Let's take the example when you're newly married or in your, you're in a new relationship and you've grown up seeing your mom and dad making dinner together and really enjoying it. And your husband grew up with his mom always making the dinner and your dad wasn't involved at all in that particular job, let's call it. That's just how it was. But think about it. Think about if you never talked about this. So you're newly in a relationship and you started making dinners each night and your husband never once came into the kitchen to help. He just came in to eat. You guys chatted. You started to clean up and he left to do some work or watch TV. (laughs) That starts a pattern. And then think about it. This can start tension, right? Holy bananas. If you don't communicate about this, maybe how you grew up and then ask how he grew up and how you guys can do dinners together. However the situation is, what feels good for each of you in that area, it could lead to big buildup of emotions. Having accurate expectations and explaining them gives you peace and it allows you to enjoy and appreciate things. Number three. 
I talked briefly about this before, but this is really good. Give grace. So this is going to apply after (laughs) you felt those feelings of disappointment or anger. Thinking back on the situation and giving someone the benefit of the doubt. This is going to be huge for you. Even before you start to get all those negative emotions or getting angry or anything, think about what could be the case. Okay, I have a small story just just to make you think, and maybe it could apply to many other things. One day, my husband was driving on the expressway, and this is when he was a lot younger, maybe in college. And one of his isms, I'm going to say, is people driving slow in the left lane. He is like, okay, you cannot do that move. And he just gets like, oh. So one day, this car was in front of him in the left lane going so slow. And this person wouldn't move. You know, he'd get, he'd flash his brights or whatever he did. And he was getting so frustrated. And finally, when the car moved, he looked and it was his mom. <laughs> it was his mom. How did he feel at that moment? Right? So, actually thinking maybe maybe what could be the case that's like a funny example but really thinking about what could be the case he didn't even think about it was an elderly woman and he wasn't giving that person grace before we start feeling those emotions give some grace think about maybe it is someone else having a problem or whatever the situation is just giving them the benefit of the doubt it's just really going to help control your mind and your emotions This also could be giving grace to yourself. We're super hard on ourselves, aren't we? We expect so much of ourselves to do whatever we planned and and not to fall off the wagon of something we're working toward. If we just allow ourselves to fail, right? Or make mistakes or mess it up, it's totally okay. And if we expect it and give ourselves some grace, it's gonna really diminish our disappointment. Number four, Anticipate that everyone is different. Think about this in situations that you're in. Do you get super upset if not everyone likes you at work or on social media or maybe not upset, but do those opinions truly affect you in some negative way? Or can you switch it? Maybe anticipate it in your mind that everyone's different and you might not be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. This isn't about you. It's just about life. People are different and life isn't always fair, right? We're not going to have everybody like us. Remembering this and keeping this in your mind is going to be key in helping to manage expectations. This might be easier to say than to actually put into practice because it kind of stings to have people not like you. Or it can be disappointing to see others not be as excited as you about a certain topic. I'll give you one more example about this one. I love audiobooks. I I love them, podcasts, all of that. And they're usually about just personal growth. How could, you know, how could I get better? What's challenging me? Like things that just make me go, oh my God, that's so good. I have to work on that. That's what I love. Should I expect my husband, for example, to be as excited about that kind of thing as I am? Maybe not because maybe he's not into that, right? It's kind of like he likes golf. Should he expect me to be like super excited about his golf game? I'm just setting that out there because if we expect those things, we're setting ourselves up for just kind of being disappointed or being just annoyed about like, how come you're not interested in that? And we we need to flip that. We need to flip like, you know what? He's probably not into that like I am and that's okay. Moving on, number five, having goals is totally different than having expectations that are too high. 
look, I believe we should all have goals and they could be big goals. That that could be concrete, you know, like I want to own a pet store someday or I want to make a million dollars or whatever that is. The, the goals that we can measure and see that they actually happened. Love that. But expectations, which are beliefs based on hope or opinions of what we think should be, sometimes we make these huge audacious goals and we write them down and we think, okay, we're going to be able to get that done by December. But if they're too high or unattainable, or things that aren't in place that give us those markers that will be able to get us to those goals, we might be expecting them to happen too soon. And then we're going to set ourselves up for failure. It's a fine line here. It really is. A lot can be said about goals and goal setting and belief in our goals and how this affects us reaching them, all of that. But for the sake of this point, don't set yourself up for that failure. Don't be unrealistic because this will only lead to that negative self-talk and then you're going to want to beat yourself up about it when you shouldn't be doing that at all. For this one, I really think a lot of people can relate to this as an example with weight loss. How many times have we set a weight loss goal and said, oh, it needs to be happened by a certain date, like before my whatever reunion or before this date. And then if it doesn't happen, we just throw the towel in and we say, forget it, you know, or we're negative and we, we beat ourselves up and we tell ourselves all of these bad things. So no way, we're not going to do that. We're going to embrace our failures, know that this is normal and keep going. Number six, be proactive and think ahead and appreciate the now. What I want to say here is all too often we compare ourselves to others. And, I, you know, this can happen in so many ways. We feel like we just fall short in one way or another. Then we can start feeling like, oh, well, I'll be happier when, or I'll be happy when I lose the 20 pounds, or I'll be happy when I have 100,000 followers like she does, or once I'm married, I'll be happier. What? What, what are we doing to ourselves? These ideas are just sneaky little expectations that we're putting in our heads to lead us to unhappiness. Let's instead flip it. Look at what we do now. What do we have now? What do we have now that we could be grateful for? Looking for the positives in what you have now and proactively putting yourself in a place of gratitude instead of wanting. This is being proactive in choosing how you want to feel. Super powerful. Not wanting to be disappointed from unrealistic expectations, but being grateful. Last one, I think this is an important one to end on because as we implement all of the above strategies like we talked about to help mitigate those negative feelings, right? We're truly, in the end, the only person we have full control of. That's it. We can be the only one to do all of this to help ourselves not be disappointed. Let's go over the seven ways again and think about this as, as something that we're really gonna work on. One, Take a look at your own views of expectations. Two, don't assume anything. Use open communication. Three, give grace. Four, anticipate that everyone is different. Five, having goals is different than having expectations that are too high. Six, be proactive, think ahead, and appreciate the now. And seven, the only person you can change is yourself. Ugh, I know this is not always going to be easy, but really thinking about the expectations we have for ourselves or for others, along with learning better ways how to manage them will help to decrease the disappointment and negative feelings we often can feel. And if you think about it, the fewer expectations you have, 
the happier you're going to be overall. I want to leave you with a quick action item. Oh, and don't forget to download the list of the the ways to manage these expectations so you can have it. And then there's an area for your thoughts as well. It's just going to help you work on this. You can find it in the show notes or you can find it at hollyroman.com forward slash expectations. I'll put the link down below. The action item this week, see if you can identify a time or two where you felt really disappointed. I want you to write it down. Why were you disappointed? What were you feeling? Was it, maybe it was anger. Maybe it was like, you're super annoyed. But then I want you to rethink it. I want you to feel like, was it something, you were feeling this way because of something you thought that should have happened? Did you communicate enough in that instance to manage that expectation? Really dive deep into it. It could be a a powerful exercise. Just kind of look at the ways that we talked about today. And writing this down will really help you to see how much we might even be creating these negative emotions ourselves. It's pretty enlightening when you do this because you have so much more power over this stuff than you realize. I'll leave you with this last quote. We can't expect others to change. The only thing we can depend on is successfully changing our own thoughts and the expectations we have of others. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.